Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert and Jamie Eisner live in person on location. Jamie, it's weird doing a show with you in person. It is also weird in the location in which we are doing the show. Can you explain to people where we are currently recording this edition of the show from? So, Chris, we're currently recording this right now. We're in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. And by the way, we're going to come to you all week with tons. All right, that was a bit of a spoiler for the end of the show, but go ahead. Of Senior Bowl. I want the people to know. Maybe they don't want to listen all the way. I I tend to rub people the wrong way. They probably turn this off before the end. But we're coming to you live from Mobile, Alabama. We are at the main hotel right now. and we are in this like corner because we're trying to find a spot to record. You might hear a little bit of an echo in the background because it is empty here. I'm staring at a sign that's a safe deposit vault. Uh, so I don't really know where I am at the moment, but I do know who's going to be in the Super Bowl after two really exciting games here on Championship Sunday. We do know uh, who's going to be in the Super Bowl after the championship games. We are also sitting in a place where there should be a security guard to our left. We're the only people in this part of the building. I I cannot promise you that at some point during the show we are going to have to stop this recording and move locations because we are asked by a security guard or somebody from the building to move. So it's, just it, Chris, it's 9.16 p.m. in Mobile, Alabama on a Sunday maybe night. Maybe we're okay. Ain't nobody coming in here. Uh, maybe we're okay. And, and maybe... Uh, you're okay after this weekend of uh, sports betting action from Conference Championship Sunday, and there's one more Sunday of football to take advantage of, and then you're going to have to wait for you know basketball season, which is ongoing, hockey season, which is ongoing, baseball season appears to be around the corner. If you are interested in getting involved in the sports betting, the sports gambling scene, head on over to our friends over at Bet Online, new updated desktop and mobile website, and when you use the promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, you're going to get a 50% welcome deposit on your first deposit welcome bonus on your first deposit so head on over to our friends over at betonline.ag use that promo code believe b-l-e-a-v all right jamie let's start we'll do this in order we'll go in order of the two games here uh we will start with the shock i think of the day especially with the way the game started the kansas city chiefs get out to a very hefty and early 21 to 3 lead and they see that lead evaporate they go to overtime they win the coin toss they take the ball they do not score and joe burrow and company go down the field and kick a field goal money evan evan money mcpherson kicks a game-winning field goal the cincinnati Bengals. yes that's right the cincinnati Bengals are going to the super bowl i will remind you that they began the season for those of you that are inclined to bet with our friends over at Bet Online that the win total for the Cincinnati Bengals in the preseason was six and a half. Jimmy, they won four games last year. Two of the year before that, when they had the number one overall pick. Six and a half. Best two-year turnaround in NFL history. Um, you probably would have to do some deeper research, but just sitting well, here. Well, how about the 49ers about- team? The 49ers Super Bowl team. Now, obviously not this year's 49ers Super Bowl team because they didn't win that game, which we'll get to in a second. But okay, well, yeah. that, that's another team that won, okay, won, that won two or three games that came across. Now, there were some differences. Cincinnati was legitimately terrible. San Francisco was bad-ish but had a lot of injuries, injuries And then turned that. it around, right. And, and so, they were good like a few years prior to that. Right, and I think when you look at before the— Before they ran Jim Harbaugh out of town. Future Vikings, great. Maybe. Again, we'll get to that during the week. Um, (laughs) I think when you look at this team here and you look at a team that, again, had the number one overall pick two years ago, took their franchise quarterback, he gets hurt in his rookie season, they have the, what, fifth overall pick the following season, they don't invest in an offensive lineman for said quarterback, they go out and get him a weapon, they won four games last year, they turned around to win as many games as they did, make the playoffs, and then go on the run that they did, beating a very hot Las Vegas Raiders team when they played them at, at that point of the season. They beat the Tennessee Titans 
and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. This is a very impressive run. Two of the three run. on the road, too. Two of the three on the road. The last two of those three being on the road. A very impressive performance. Listen, if there's one thing I'm going to not bet against here at this point of the season, Jamie, I'm not going to go into a game and thinking, oh, this Cincinnati Bengals team is inexperienced. They don't have the ability. They don't know the big moment because Joe Burrow gets this team and Zach Taylor and company, they get this team to rise to the occasion. That is no longer, I think, anything you can even entertain. Is the moment too big for the Bengals? I think you need to take that question completely off the table. 100% agree with you. And look, I think there's... Pressure situations don't always have to be NFL playoff pressure situations. Joe Burrow had to play some pretty pressure games in his, his final game at LSU. Mm-hmm. All right, so playing the national championship with all those expectations in the same one-and-done type of environment that he had to go through in the college football playoff is eerily similar. I know it's not quite the same, but it's eerily similar to this. And look, I, I think if you look at both of these teams right now, the biggest potential talent disparity is what we saw in the AFC Championship game, and they beat the Chiefs for the second time in what, six weeks, five weeks? Yeah, I, I got to say, give, give them a lot of credit. That offensive line held up much better than One I, sack allowed. I anticipated. I thought it was going to be a just a revolving door, and certainly with the way the game started, it wasn't because of the offensive line, but you're the Cincinnati Bengals. You're going to Arrowhead. This is your first run with this group, and you go on the road to Arrowhead, and before you can even blink, it is 21-3. to 3. You are down. To do it this team did to face the the hurdles that this team faced throughout the game. Uh, they didn't have Trey Hendrickson for a large for a portion large portions of the fourth quarter, uh, and in overtime they didn't have him on the field. Um, they they made some big plays, um, and, and they and they got it done. And and you have to be impressed uh, by their performance. And and Jamie, I, I'll be in, intrigued to ask you this question. Okay. When when you think about this, because we spent all last week talking about this, are we going to talk about overtime this week? Because the team that won the coin toss did not score. Well, and then the defense made a play, got the ball back, took the lead, won the game. Just saying. Well, e- even before we, you know, discuss the whole overtime part, like if, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, this was a game of missed opportunities because you're up 21 to three. Oh, this this play. You are. By oh, the way, boy. you are control. Like it was 21 to three, and it wasn't that close. No, you like, were you were in full control of the football game. In full control of the game. You get the ball. You get first and goal. You're in, we're nine seconds left. It eventually involves you getting a first and goal with. Uh, a second goal with five seconds left from the one after a pass interference penalty. All you have to do is throw this ball in the end zone. Complete, incomplete. As long as it's not a pick, you get points. They decide that they run Tyreek Hill on a jet. The pass is completed at the six. First, excuse me, second goal from the one. They complete the pass to Tyreek Hill at the six. With how much time left? Just to remind the people. Five seconds left in the game. When they snap the ball. When they snap the ball. I, see, to me, I don't know why the field goal unit isn't already on the field. I'm okay with going to the end zone there if it's a quick pop pass. It is if it's literally one snap, and it's the first boom, read. If sure. You, don't see, you throw it, you hit, hit sure, the goal Sure, because post. you probably have enough time to get the field goal unit out on the field. But when, when the play call is the play call that they ran, I don't know how in the, the thought doesn't creep into the back of your mind of, man, maybe we should just take the three points here and go into halftime. And, and this is where I, w- I would love to know what the design was. Because I, I have a hard time believing, particularly – Judging by Andy Reid's reaction, I have a hard time believing that that ball was supposed to go to Tyree Kill. He should be the eye candy on that play. And the only reason why he should be coming on the jet there is to move the linebackers for you to throw behind them on the, on the far side. So that's a play where you got to look at Patrick Mahomes. And can I make a comparison I can't real make quick? That pass. Can I make a comparison real yes. quick? It's not one to one, but when you were talking about how 
the play is probably normally designed to, to go to Tyreek in that spot, and you just have to understand the situation. I think back to the game in which the Jets almost beat the Bucs, and Zach Wilson goes for it on that yep. fourth down and should just throw it to Braxton Berrios or give it to him on the Jet sweep. Instead, he goes for the QB sneak. That's a quarterback not necessarily maybe understanding, yes, the play is designed for this, but I can't take this in this spot because of X, Y, and Z. Mahomes not doing that in this spot may have cost his team three points. Correct. Maybe cost the team the game. Maybe cost the team seven points. I mean, I mean sure. You, you were basically, it was a chip shot three. Maybe you get a touchdown there. And it changes the game. Like, cause yes, 24 to three is big. 28 to three, I don't make your jokes, but like, that's a, that's a tough deficit to overcome. What else is tough is that they were completely flat and beaten up as badly as they were beating up Cincinnati there in the second half. Mahomes makes some bad turnovers. Um, this defense is, is just, it's bad. They, listen, get, fire up the mock draft machine, Chiefs fans, because you need to start working on getting some, some defensive help. I know you, everybody wants to talk about it. We've talked about it on this show that we feel that they need another playmaker to go along with Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. But, Jamie, I don't know if this team's going to be able to make it back to another Super Bowl. And, look, they're, they're one play away in overtime from going to another Super Bowl. But I don't think this defense is going to be able to hold up. This is a game you're going to regret. You're gonna, you always regret these kinds of opportunities because you never know what the future is going to hold. You never know if you're ever going to get this close again no. because you can, you can still be Patrick Mahomes. You can still be the Kansas City Chiefs, and the breaks may not go, go the way that they did when you played Buffalo. They might not go the way that they did today when you won the coin toss again and got the ball in overtime. You might have a scenario where a guy gets hurt in a playoff run, and now you don't have Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey, or Patrick Mahomes. You might not get home field advantage at Arrowhead next season. All of these things that constantly change. Yes. you got to take advantage of the opportunities in front of you. And today, let's be fair, they blew a lead at home in a game that they should win more than 70% of the time when they had the lead that they had. They blew a three-score lead at home, and they were the better team in terms of on-paper talent. They were a better team. And I think that's where that gets disappointing. If they would have lost to Buffalo... If they would have lost that game to Josh Allen last week, you just shrug your shoulders and move on. Right. And I know, I know there's no moral victories and whatever. Like, you're glad you made it to the conference championship, all that fun stuff. But you could at least be like, all right, we weren't necessarily the better team. They were the better team here. They had the lead. They were at home. They couldn't get the job done. And that's going to hurt. Now, they've been the four straight AFC championship games. Mm-hmm. And they've won two of them. But Patrick Mahomes at some point is going to have to play a road playoff game. And are the other two, I'm just I'm doing this out loud because I don't have any notes in front of me. You can attest to this. You actually see me in person. The other two are overtime losses, correct? The one to New England in which yes. started the overtime rule. Yes. Then wanted to change the overtime rule. And now this one in overtime. Yes. So their two, their two AFC championship losses are games at home in overtime. Yes. Just to show you how close this team is from having gone to four straight Super Bowls. And again, I don't want to... I don't want to downplay the high level of success that they've had. It's just, you think about missed opportunities. You've been... You've played four straight AFC Championship games, all at home, You've and only, you're going to have one Super Bowl to show for it. There's a, there's a quarterback um, in another conference that plays in a cold-weather climate, very close, similar region-wise uh, to Kansas City, that has been criticized for only having one Super Bowl. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure I would say Green Bay, Wisconsin is it's close. close. Geographically, to... it's close. It's close. Mm. It's they're mm. in, the, in the same time zone. I think so. I think they're in the same time. I zone. mean, we're technically. I'm in the same time zone now as I would be in Chicago. Chicago and Mobile, Alabama. I know. Are close. I, right, but that's not the point I was making. They're in the same time zone, and they're they're those those two are close. I, I think I, I, I think this is this is a bad take. I think you have a depth perception. Problem. No, I think this is a no, bad take. No, we're gonna go back you. and ask the team if Green Bay, Wisconsin, and Kansas City, Missouri are close. Or close. And I, think, and I think I think you might get you, – you'll be surprised by the answer. You'll be surprised. Um, uh, do we want to talk about the other game? Anything else you want to talk about here? Siri, how many mo- – no, I'm just kidding. I don't have Siri activated on my phone. But I, I – no, anything else I want to talk about in this game is that 
Joe freaking Burrow, man. Dude, he's so much fun, Like, I, you're going to hear this phrase so much over the next two weeks. So I, I just want to say it once. You're going to prepare everybody now? Okay. Okay. You're going to hear the phrase, team of destiny. Oh, gosh. Right? Yeah, you are. You're going to hear it for two freaking weeks. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you don't... Uh, it, but to me, it's hard to push back against that. Because they have been so good. They've been so good, and... I think there's a fun coaching dynamic to talk about in the Super Bowl matchup in two weeks. It's going to be very fun. I also think another very cool thing about this is this team, going into this game, we thought they had all their problems, and they protect their quarterback. Yep. And they make turnovers on defense. Jesse Bates makes a fantastic play on a deep shot to Tyree Kill in overtime that sets up the turnover, that ultimately sets up the drive to uh, to go ahead. So the things that you would think maybe are concerns of the Cincinnati Bengals team, they were able to write those things in this game that helped them uh, lead to this victory. Listen, they're just fun, and if the ride ends in the Super Bowl, it's still a ride that I, I don't think anyone anticipated. I, Jamie, I think if before the season I told you the Bengals and the Rams were going to be this, this is going to be the Super Bowl matchup. I think you would have kicked me off the podcast. I would have not been able to return for any point during the season. So uh, it, it is a lot of fun. But let's talk about the other game because you, you and I got a chance to actually watch this game together in full. And you and I were just marveling at um, he finally did give the game away in the end. But we were just marveling at Jimmy G's repeated efforts to give this game away for the San Francisco 49ers. But it is Matt Stafford. It is Sean McVay. It is the uh, it is the Los Angeles Rams going to a Super Bowl in their home stadium after it never happening before in the history of the league is now going to happen in back-to-back seasons in which the home the venue the home team of that venue is going to play in the Super Bowl um, a fantastic story for this team and there are so many different things to talk about here but first off congratulations to McVay Stafford and company for the, the run that they're on this is the interesting counter narrative because the narrative all the next two weeks is going to be like I just said the Bengals are a team of destiny but to me I think the counter narrative here is there's something for lack of a better phrase, magical about a team overcoming an obstacle they've never been able to or rarely able to overcome on their way to the Super Bowl. If you think about, for example, Peyton Manning, him on the run to get to his first Super Bowl victory, he who did he beat to get there? Patriots. He beat the Patriots because that was a team that always knocked him out. Mm-hmm. Now, while the Rams and the Niners in this current iteration of the two teams don't have playoff matchups to discuss. Six in a row for Shanahan and company answering tonight's McVay game. McVay lost six straight games, yep. including... Week 18. Mm-hmm. Like, not that long ago. In a game that mattered like, to the Rams. Oh, you lost in week four, or you lost in week one. No, you lost in a game that you needed to win. To, to win the division, they needed that game. They were not lost. sitting guys out. They, that was a game they needed to win late in the season when everybody was basically where they're at now, and they lost that game. And, and Jamie, to, to, to piggyback off of that point, you talk about the, the Bengals being a team of destiny, but there's also something to say about a team that made a move a year ago to the day of this exactly. game. Exactly, yeah to get a quarterback with the message that they that they basically put on the Hollywood sign out in LA. We are making this move, we are getting this quarterback for one thing and one thing only because we need to go to a Super Bowl and we need to win that Super Bowl. Very rare in sports do we see a move like that and then it actually works out, right? We always we always talk about how oh, you know, they made the move and they got to the playoffs, they had a nice run, but it didn't necessarily pan out. This Rams team made a move and they made another move in season to get Von Miller with the with the goal of and they blast it out for the world to see, we need to go to the Super Bowl and they have done it. So, this will be in one of my classes cross sport references but this has very much 2009 Yankees vibes that's the team that went out signed CeCe Sabathia signed AJ Burnett signed Mark Teixeira and said it on no uncertain terms we're going to spend every penny that we have and we are going to a World Series immediately what percentage of our listenership crossover do you think fully understood the reference that you just made I did I understood the reference uh, there's you some made. baseball fans is it out there. 15% or below because oh, I think it's probably, 15% but that's below. Okay. okay but it, it essentially to me is and I love this because this is the I'll make another reference for you Chris 
This is like the real life equivalent of how people run their Madden franchise, right? You take over a team. Some people like to do the rebuild and they'll download creative files, which you can't do right now because Madden has that been broken for two months now, so you can't actually okay. do any of that fun stuff. But in a hypothetical world where their game works, the idea is you take over a franchise and you want to win right away, right? So, and you're kind of playing like loose with the rules. You know, oh, I'm gonna trade for, I'm gonna trade all my picks for a quarterback. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go grab this pending free agent that's a 90 overall. I'm gonna grab this receiver and I'm just gonna put out an all-star team. I'm gonna win every Super Bowl. That's what the Rams try to do here. Trade multiple first round picks. You say, look, I, McVay says, I very clearly can't win with Jared Goff. I benched his ass in the playoffs for John Wolford and I can't win with him, okay? So I'm gonna go trade for Matthew Stafford. I'm gonna go trade for Von Miller. I'm gonna go add Odell Beckham Jr. I'm gonna go make all these moves with the intent purpose of winning, not two years from now, not setting up for 10 years of success, to win right freaking now. And they are one game away from achieving that. Yeah, it's, it's extremely impressive. And, and when you think about the, the fact that this team doesn't have a lot of young contributors, right? Yeah. Jalen Ramsey, their biggest contributor on defense, they traded first. Again, another trade. A trade to get, Not this year, no, but, but they traded first a recent to get trade. Him. Yes. Stafford cost them two firsts. Yes, Jalen um, cost them two firsts. Von Miller cost draft capital. I Second mean, and they, third. They gave up their ability to build a championship window yes. to have a championship season. That is what yes. they did. Right, right. It's like a championship moon roof. Right. I mean, that's what they're doing here. Right. That, like, that is what they were attempting to do. You trying yeah. to in person try to do the the, the, the pantomime yeah. of a moon roof. Moon roof. Fantastic <laughs> for the listeners, just so just so they know. But they they traded all that in to have one season, and, and they achieved it. And here they are. Uh, again, I don't I don't think it would be fair. And again, we, there's two weeks to talk about this game, and the game hasn't even happened yet. But I think t- for the Rams to even be at this point. Everything they did is validated. It is a success. They are playing in this game. It worked. And, and, and it shows you that, and I think the thing that they should be credited for, and obviously it was, you can talk, you can credit their boldness, you know, moving those picks for those guys. because they don't care about draft picks. So. But I, I think you also have to credit them from knowing when to cut their losses. Knowing when to get out of the Jared Goff mm-hmm. deal. Gurley. Knowing how to get out of the Todd Gurley deal. Knowing that, like, okay, we effed up these we could sit here and try to make chicken salad out of you know what. You could say it. And we'll hope, just put the explicit tag on the podcast. And hope that we could figure it out. Or we can say, we need to stop the bleeding. We messed up. Let's fix it as best we can. That's going to call. And our penalty is our future draft capital. Sure. So let's not penalize the current winning window. And you have to give credit to an ownership that's willing to dole out the cash. You and I have to. You and, and, I have and to, that is the big difference. And, and, and I'm glad you brought that and up. And you and I have talked Stan about this plenty of times. Spending actual Physical to make some capital. of these contracts to go, go away. To, yes, you have to important. be able to do that as well. Which, again, not every owner is as affluent as Stan Kroenke is, which is, again, the, his affluence is really the only reason why the Rams are in L.A. and all the stuff that went on with St. Louis, but that's another story for another day. But it, it, there's this was a build to this point, and got to give them a lot of credit. The Niners were in this game. This was looking very much like the Packers game for a while there. Where the Niners were hanging around early. It is 17-7 in the fourth quarter. The Rams weren't doing anything. Then you have the spectacular Debo play to give them the Dude, lead. Dude, okay, can we take a minute? Uh, he's so freaking good. He is. Um, I'm very curious to see how he gets used next year. I don't think he could be using this sort of volume across the board. I think he might probably goes back to the receiving role that he had in the first eight weeks of the year. But, look, i got to give the San Francisco 49ers a ton of credit for getting this point. They had no business getting as far as they did. This was a team that was dead in the water two months ago. And give them all the credit in the world to get to this point. But Jimmy G, this, this is the difference. And this is where we talk about the cap. I don't know 
that Trey Lance is going to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But I got to at least see. Because Jimmy Garoppolo absolutely caps where this team can go. And I get it. He's been to two conference championships. He's been to a Super Bowl. But he's been along for the ride. And I think that is something he that we're He was trying all, to give this game away today. He was trying to give this game he away. Did, and then he eventually does. On the spinning throw up to although, nobody. Although, in fairness, Matt Stafford also tried to give the game away. And Jaquiski Tart dropped what is, the I think, the easiest interception. He dropped, he, yeah, he, he dropped essentially what was an, a, literally it was, an arm punt. It, yeah, it was, he could have. He, it was a punt. He could have called fair he catch. Called a, a there was nobody catch. near him. No, yeah, he could have. Yeah. Uh, so, but this is where there's a cap on Jimmy G. Jimmy G did nothing in either the Packers game nor this game to help his team. You could argue that he, I mean, he hurt his team at the end. And again, overall, he was probably a net neutral, maybe slightly net below average. But that's not good enough. Like, and that's why they have to, that's why they traded three first-round picks to move up to take a quarterback. There was an understanding there that, yes, a healthy Jimmy G can get us to a point, but he doesn't elevate this team at all. And that's kind of, that is the missing piece. And that was the same missing piece with Jared Goff, who also went to a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. was that he doesn't elevate this team at all. We need to find another piece for the Rams that was trading two first-round picks for Matthew Stafford, for the 49ers that was trading three first-round picks for Trey Lance. I'll tell you what, I, it's very funny you brought that up because I think the Rams and 49ers are, are both reaching uh, the, a, the, a similar point with their quarterback, but I think they're, gonna, they're, they're obviously going to go about it in two different ways. The Rams reached their critical mass point with, with Jared Goff, and they ultimately decided we're going to trade him for an established superstar quarterback in Matthew Stafford. Which is Stafford. what they do. Which is, they, sure. they are going after known commodities. But the flip side is San Francisco f- is reaching that same critical mass point with their quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, and their decision was not to go out and, and, and dip their toe in the water of trading for a Russell Wilson or trading for a, a Deshaun Watson or trading for an Aaron Rodgers or any of those quarterbacks. And I know they're, with all three of those guys, there are different reasons and limitations on why they may not be able to go to San Francisco. And to be fair, they tried. They tried. but they, And Stafford. They tried to trade for Stafford before the Rams did. And which then, is well documented. And now they have chosen to go in a different path in which they are going to go with the young quarterback, reset the salary cap at that position, change the way the financials of their entire team works, and then try to build a window from there. So these two teams reach the same end result with their quarterback. They're going two different approaches, and we'll see if Kyle Shanahan and company uh, can turn it around with yeah. Trey Lance. And for the Niners, their potential window of Trey Lance is good, or sure. potentially even great, is, is greater. But their risk assessment is much much higher because it's an unknown it's an unknown commodity. I'll tell you what though they're they're in a division. This is this is thinking way down the road. But they're in a division in which Seattle might lose their quarterback and be in a worse off situation than San Francisco. Sure. The Rams. How long is this window with Safford and company? Truly, is it another year or two? That's about yeah, it, right? Yeah, I feel like that's about right. So if you're San Francisco, you can still compete, and and I don't think Arizona is set up for long-term success right now. They're they had not. they had a lot so, of particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Correct. They they built a lot of that infrastructure to try to win this season, and so if you're San Francisco, again, you you might take a step back next year because you went to the NFC Championship in a year in which you probably weren't supposed to. Yeah. You might take a step back next year, but your window, the long-term future of your team, I think is the best that. Of anybody in the division. And look, quite frankly, the NFC should only open up. If Rodgers goes to the Denver Broncos, if Russ goes to... Let's say even Russ stays, but let's just say Rodgers goes to, goes to the Broncos. Uh, the reality is, is you're looking at an AFC that's going to have Patrick Mahomes. They're going to have Justin Herbert. They're going to have maybe Aaron Rodgers. They're going to have Joe Burrow. They're going to have all these pieces. What's the NFC going to have? Maybe Deshaun Watson, if he goes to like Carolina. 
Matthew Stafford for another year or two. Kyler Murray. Who, who am I missing here? On the uh, superstar list. I mean, Tom Brady. <laughs> for one more year. Yeah. May, maybe. This, this show, this maybe. show, this show is not uh, not sold yet. No, and, and we have some information. So um, that, that as it's pretty much out there now, but can't confirm from the people we have talked to. He has not made a decision yet. Yeah, no, he's it's not to say that he won't six weeks from now decide to retire. He just hasn't made a decision yet. Um, but like you, you put all of that out there, and you start to think about like the long term. Like we don't know. Does Justin Fields turn into a superstar? Maybe, but we don't know. We yet. don't know yet. You know? Sure. Uh, he does. I don't know. Does Kenny Pickett go to Washington and turn into a superstar? We don't know yet. Sure. So, like, but what I do know is that there are... Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Do they take another step in their evolution of a team? No. So... Right, that, I just threw out, um, just out another example. Thanks for just raining on the parade. Appreciate that. So, it, it's, it's difficult to... The path in the NFC appears... Easier. Easier in the short term, short to midterm, than in the AFC. So the Niners can absolutely run this back, and I think the element that if that the element that Trey Lance can add to this offense as as a running option in the backfield, in addition to the pieces that they have, could really open up this team. It's still a team that scored 30 points. They their offense was as squeaky as those wheels are here in the background. Like they scored 30 points in two games. That's not going to get it done. And ultimately, at the end of the day, their defense was was their defense overperformed their talent level. Uh, much credit to D'Amico Ryan, who I believe is also going back for a second interview in Minnesota. You should credit to him for taking over where Robert Sala left off, tweaking some things, and having a lot of success. But at some point, you can't score 15 points a game in the postseason and win. It's just not going to happen. I, I'll tell you what. A plus grade from from you there to just work through because again we're doing it we're not doing the show from the comfort of our own homes there are just noises that are occurring that we can't see where they're it's coming haunting. from there's three stories above us that we're, there's just levels in which we can see people and then things are happening so credit to you to just power through uh, the squeaky wheels um, let's end with this because there's two weeks to preview this game we're gonna preview the game yes. at some point on this show probably not this upcoming week but next week but you kind of teased it at the beginning you and I have made a decision that because we are here we are in person we we have decided that the listeners of the TDN Fantasy Podcast are getting daily content from us for the rest of the week. Yes. Daily so content from the Senior Bowl. Six days worth of stuff. This is day one here on Sunday. We're going to get everything Monday through Friday. Tuesday, we're still going to go over my mock draft, yes. my new round. We will still go over that. It's still going to be out. Uh, but we're going to spend the time the rest of the week uh, going over players we're looking forward to seeing at the Senior Bowl. We might have some guests on our show. We might have some clips for you. Yeah, you're going to get our week. thoughts on players because we're going to be out there watching these players with the with the TDN scouting team. So we'll be watching players. You'll give our thoughts because there, I know a lot of you getting ready for those dynasty formats. Jamie, there are a lot of people who draft dynasty formats before the NFL draft even happens. Absolutely. So, so you're so going to want to know about these players, and we're very dynasty, excited and to do this. More than there's few few players out here that might be interested in for redraft as well. I think so. In the middle to late rounds as well. So we will make sure you stay posted. And if you are a big draft junkie which I'm assuming you are if you're listening to a Draft Network podcast. But uh, please make sure you're following the Draft Network throughout the week. Oh we are going so to have so much content on all these incoming rookies. And by the way, they're great players here. Half, more than half of our TDN 100, top 100 prospects in the draft, have accepted a Senior Bowl invite. And 90% of those players are going to be on the field. 
so, here in Mobile. So lots of stuff to look forward to. And what, what these shows look like on a daily basis, Jamie and I are still working through that because obviously practice, there are things that are going to happen that we're not necessarily anticipating. So, you know, you'll hear from us uh, each and every day and we will give you our thoughts on what's happening. But yes, Senior Bowl content to help you understand a little bit more about these rookies uh, for this upcoming uh, draft and for your fantasy leagues. Jamie, where can everybody follow you on social media? I know you're getting ready to drop, like you mentioned, the next round of the mock draft, which we will talk about on this show. Yep. Uh, where can everybody follow you on social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter, at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram, and make sure you are following at the Draft Network all week long. You're just going to have you just, I, I'm really excited. Can't reveal all the stuff, but it's going to be a phenomenal week, and you do not want to miss out on all the awesome content we're going to have from down here in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, part of the team already here. We've been hanging out for most of the day, getting everything ready to go. There's a buzz and an excitement uh, uh, in the group that, you We might know, even sneak some TDM personalities on the we'll show. We'll see. We'll grab, you listen, everyone's busy. We're going to grab who we can to get in here and talk some ball with us. It'll be a lot of fun. As always, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, at Shoe Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. Follow the show on Twitter, at TDM Fantasy. And again, as Jamie mentioned, you just want to stay tuned to DraftNetwork.com and at the Draft Network on Twitter, all sorts of different content. The Draft Network YouTube page as well. There's going to be so much content around the Senior Bowl. Uh, so if you're gear- if you're gearing up for draft season now with only one game left in the NFL uh, season, uh, we got you covered here for the Senior Bowl this week. So uh, thanks to everybody for, for joining us and listening in here on Conference Championship Sunday. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.